Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. We're so glad to be here this morning with you celebrating diversity. Andy and I have been going to, to centers and churches all around the, the, you know, actually we did this in... Lexington, Kentucky, if you can believe it, this talk. Um, But we've been talking about celebrating diversity, about, you know, because God loves diversity, right? I mean, there's diversity everywhere. You look at, there's not one flower. There's all kinds of flowers. There's, There's diversity everywhere you look. And we teach oneness here, and it's kind of interesting that we're all one, yet we're all unique and different. You know, we have our own gifts to give. We have our own unique way of looking at the world. I want to get us all on the same page here, just for a second here. So I want everyone to repeat me, with me, with me, yes. I said, with me. I didn't say, with it. I said, with me. It's that Texas accent, y'all. I am one. With the spirit, with the spirit of the living God. Of the living God. Now, I want to say it again, like you know, it's like it's 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 you know, like when you put a coat on, you go, oh man, this coat feels so good. You know? I am one. I am one with the living spirit. With the living spirit of God. Oh man, didn't that feel good? See now, now that felt good because see, we're, we're going to talk about your uniqueness and. You know, and, and, and how powerful that is because, see, we, we all bring something different, right, there. We, we all bring something different to the table. So we're going to talk about this. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but I'm kind of excited. So, <laughs> And this is an organization, Centers for Spiritual Living, that honors diversity and that celebrates diversity, and that, that was what attracted us to this in the first place. So Desmond, Desmond Tutu said, we inhabit a universe that is characterized by diversity. There's not just one planet or one star. There are galaxies of different sorts, a plethora of animal species, different kinds of plants and different races and ethnic groups and sexual orientations. We are constantly being made of the glorious, being aware, made aware of the glorious diversity that is written into the structure of the universe that we inhabit. And we are helped to see that if it were otherwise, things would go awry. How would it be if you, if, how could you have a soccer team if everyone was a goalkeeper? And how could you have an orchestra if everyone played French horn? (laughs) You see, if, if we take a moment and we let something out there, see, say with me, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. That's right. You see, so when we forget that, we, we, we think it's something out there, you know, that, 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 that you know, is controlling stuff, and we forget that we are the conductors of this train. You know, I am the conductor, I'm the engineer, I'm the caboose, you know, <laughs> I'm it. You know, and in this day and age, you know, we love to delegate, you know, but I have news for you folks. You can't delegate this. You can't delegate this. You, you can't delegate this. So you have to come from your truth. You have to come from your power. You have to come from your power. And see, people that kind of get amnesia and they forget about that, that's where fear creeps in. 
I don't know you. You don't look like me. You know, you got a turban, man. So, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you know, you see people, you know, they're packing and whacking and, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, they, they, they got all this stuff going on. See, and they forget. They forget, you know. So we have to always go back and remember that we are joined at the hip with the one living presence that is everywhere presence. How could you know, if something is infinite, how can it be separate from you if it's infinite? Yes. Yes. And and the word prejudice means prejudge, judging someone or something before you know anything about it. And sometimes we fear what is different from us. Even we do, as enlightened as we are. You know, we see something that looks woman that looks a little scarier, that looks different from us. Um, and we and we fear that. Buddha says, "He who experiences the oneness of life." sees his own self in all beings and all beings in his own self. So what we see on the outside is what we have on the inside. You know, those people who are very angry out there creating all kinds of problems have a lot of inward-directed anger. They're angry on the inside. And um, haven't you ever met someone or seen someone that looks so different from you that maybe you took a step back, you weren't, you weren't even really interested in getting to know them, and then maybe you were sitting next to each other in a workshop or something, and you started talking to them, and you found out that they were great. That's happened to me so many times, that, that you go past those barriers. Um, we view other people like we view ourselves. Now, um, Andy and I met in San Francisco many years ago, but I used to ride the bus to work every day in San Francisco, the 8 o'clock bus. And, and I, you know, San Francisco is so wonderfully diverse with all different kinds of people. And I, I loved it because I came from the Midwest, which was kind of straight-laced, and, and, and it, anything goes in San Francisco. It was just so refreshing. So, but some days I'd ride that bus and I'd look around and I'd say, wow, look at all these cool people. Look at how they creatively expressed Look at the different nationalities and ethnic groups and all the different types of people on this bus. And some mornings I would get on that bus and go, whoo, hooey, look what she's wearing. Or boy, he's talking really loud on the back of the bus. And after a while I sort of got a clue like, wait a minute, this is the same bus. It's probably most of the same people that are riding it to work at eight in the morning. What's different? The difference was me. When I felt good about myself, I could see love. I could see the positivity and the wonderful differences. But when I was hard on myself, when I wasn't feeling good about myself, I wouldn't see that. I would see, I would judge everything that I saw. So it really does, it really is an inside job, as Andy said. And I, I, uh, the reason why I had you all to say that powerful quote uh, from Spirit, I guess, yes was because we're different. We're all different. If there were two of the same thing, there'd be two too many. <laughs> so we're all unique, different expressions of this living thing that we call God. Whatever name you want to give it, it doesn't matter. I love what Dan Daniel Neymar said. You know, it's like call it by a hula, call, call it anything. Dr. Holmes says if all names that you give it don't fit, call it it. Yeah, so it doesn't matter what name you give it. It's that presence, that indwelling presence within you. You see, so we're all different. We all bring something to the table. So my question to you that I want you to ponder for a moment is, what am I bringing to the table? 
You know, my granddad used to say, leave the wood pile higher when you leave than it was when you got here. So what are you doing to leave the wood pile higher? Are you diversifying? Yeah? What are you doing? Are you leaving the wood pile higher? Are you saying yes? Yeah? I love those three letters. Why yes? Yes. Yes? Yes. 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 Uh, Ernest Holmes yes. said there is one, not two. Never forget that. Anywhere in the universe, just one. That one life is the substance of everything. It is one in unity, but multiple in manifestation. It is one substance from which an infinite variety of different things come. But every one of those things is made out of the one thing. And when we get to know people and we, and we, and we live around them, we live together, we, the differences fall away. You know, we, 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 we know that we're one, but that we're, you know, we're, we're one in our differences. So we met in San Francisco, uh, and um, we're sort of an unlikely couple. As I said, I'm from the Midwest. He's from San Antonio, Texas. And um, he was playing in a club, actually, on Union Street in San Francisco. I walked in there and fell in love with the keyboard player, and the rest <laughs> is history. We, we've been married 39 years. And <laughs> which is pretty amazing. I don't know how that happened. But it was easier in San Francisco, right? Because the, the, there are many um, biracial couples in San Francisco. There's so many differences. We didn't, you know, there w wasn't anything unusual. It was, it was an easier. We, our, our, as a matter of fact, our youngest, our oldest son went to a, um, a nursery school, a very multicultural nursery school. And when I was pregnant with his older his younger brother, I asked him, I said, well, that would be hard to do. <laughs> I said, Aaron, do you want to be a, a boy or a girl for a baby? And he thought a minute and he said, I'll take a Chinese girl. Because <laughs> it was normal to him, right? And I said, well, that might be a problem. <laughs> so... Then we moved to Fremont, California, where we found religious science, where we began to study and take classes, and our ideas started to change. We started to use principle in our lives and watch it transform. We became practitioners. We took every class. We walked in the door and just started taking classes and became practitioners, and then became ministers. And, and then about, uh, I don't know, three years ago, two or three years ago, we, we felt called to have our own work and we felt called to, to Roseburg, Oregon. We found some, uh, the minister was retiring there and so we surprised all our friends and family by saying we were moving to Oregon. They weren't too happy about us leaving, but uh, we fell in love with the, 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 the town and, the, and the, the beauty of Oregon. And uh, it wasn't until we already said yes that I looked at the demographics of where we were moving in, in Douglas County, and it's conservative, Republican, poor, white. <laughs> and um, we were like, oh, that's not usually where our churches do well, but people found us. You know, like-minded people found us, and we thought, well, you know, there there is a reason why we're here, and you know that you know the history of Oregon. 
um, is that, that uh, we were the only state in the union admitted um, with a constitution that forbade black people from living, working, or owning property here. Um, it was illegal for blacks to move here on the books till 1926. It's no wonder why you know, they were only 2% of the population. Um, actually, I just ran across this story. In 1923, there was an African-American resident of Oregon City, Perry Ellis, who was a business owner, who was the only black person in the town. And he was accused of having a relationship with a white woman. And they took him and they were going to lynch him. They had him on the horse. They had the, the rope around his neck. And they decided not to. But um, he, when he promised that he would leave town, so he hightailed it out of there really fast and went to Washington. Uh, but there was, it wasn't until the 1980s that Oregon City had another black resident. So th this is a, you know, this is a unique th state in a way, that way. Um, but we moved to Roseburg and actually it worked out fine. You think we would run into a lot of prejudice and a lot of problems, but, but we got involved in the community and people got to know us. And it's different when you know people, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I just want to add, uh, I talked briefly about it during the first service, but where we live in Douglas County is a pretty conservative neighborhood. And so uh, we've got evangelicals, we're surrounded, you know, by evangelicals, you know. But, you know, but, I, you know, but we get into some wonderful discussions, you know, uh, some, some lively debates, you know. I, and I, <laughs> I, I love it, you know, it's good. In fact, we had, I had some Jehovah's Witness come by here some weeks ago and, you know, and they broke out their Bible and I broke out my words. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we got to it, I mean, you know. But, uh, you know, uh, my, my neighbor, I, I, I love him, he's such a great guy. And, uh, but, you know, he's, uh, we was doing some working on the boat, you know, and he looked at me and he goes, Andy, have you been born again? And I looked at him, I go, of course, yes. Every moment, see, we, we forget every moment you're born anew. Every, and I, I told him, I said, every moment I, I'm born anew. You know, you've been washed? Yes, every moment I'm washed. <laughs> And he just looks at Andy and goes, huh. You can't, you can't quite figure it out, you, quite you know? Figure it out. But, but we, we grew up, came from very different backgrounds. Um, Texas. Texas, yeah. yeah. So you want to tell about your yeah, Navy story? I, I, um, I missed that. You know, in, in Texas, that, you know, you're really in two camps, really. Basically, there's really two camps. You're the Baptist or you're evangelical, Church of God in Christ, whatever name you want to give it, you know, but, you know, some people call them holy rollers, you know, but whatever, you know, it's basically those two camps. And uh, I had a foot in each camp, you know. Grandma was, you know, was Church of God in Christ. My mom was Baptist, you know, so, you know, and I lived in church, you know. So I figured by the time I left home, I thought I was paid up. <laughs> I, I thought I talked to somebody about this during the break. I was paid up. You know, Tuesday morning, I mean, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, YBWW. Don't have a revival, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So I just figured, hey, I'm, I'm paid up. But you know, when I found this teaching, it was like, wow, 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 wow. So anyway, getting back, coming back. I was not exposed to prejudice that much growing up because my whole life was based around church. You know? But when I joined the service, 
got out of boot camp, one of the first places they sent me was a town called Pensacola, Florida, right by state line of Alabama. And um, so we decided, you know, one day, five or six of us pulled our money together, bought this old jalopy, three ships on the column. It wasn't cranks, so we had to push it, pop the clutch, you know. <laughs> so we decided we was going to drive to New Orleans. Had our dress whites on, five or six of us, and I'm the only black. So we left the base and went a couple of miles down the road, and that was this hamburger shack, you know. And that's where I first got real, I got, I got clear, big sign, colors in the back. You know? So, oh. Okay, I said, well, I'll go around the back. You guys going in and order your burger. I'll order mine right back. No, 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 no. We, we are in uniform together. We U.S. government property together. We live together. We die together. No, we're not dying today. I'll go in the back. <laughs> but somehow, I let those guys talk me into going in the front door. Now, I want you to envision this. You go into a big restaurant, you know, a big eatery, and you know, dishes is clacking, people is laughing, baby crying. I mean, you know, can, can you imagine that scene? I walked in the door, and you could hear a pin drop. All eyes was on me. Nobody said a word. Even the baby stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was that quiet in there. And, and you know, and they, they wouldn't, you know, they got into this argument about serving me, and, you know, and we, kept going, and I kept looking around, and people started digging underneath the table. Bats came out. All kind of artillery came out, you know. And uh, we backed out of the door, and just luckily, we got to the car, and we didn't have to pop the clutch, because we wouldn't have made it if we did, so it cranked right up, and they chased us all the way back to the base. Chased us back to the base. And uh, only when we got to the gate, we looked, did they make a U-turn. I never left the base after that. I stayed there until I got transferred west. But uh, that was my first inkling that because you're different from me, I, you look different from me, you, you, know, you, 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 you know, something got to be wrong with you because, you know, uh, there's a difference between us. And they forget that there is no difference with joining at the hip. Yeah. But that was my first real experience with, wow, it does exist. It does exist. So... When we came to Roseburg, we really, um, Andy became a Little League coach, which he's been doing for years, and they n began to know him as just Andy, Coach Andy. You know, the, the kids loved him, the parents loved him. We go into homes, we're, we're advocates for foster kids. We go into homes all the time and in conservative areas, and, and he wins them over with his love. He just becomes Andy. People don't see the color. It's so interesting. And in, like at Little League, you said well, you... You know, it... it I, I mentioned this during the first service. So I, 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 have you ever seen a duck get wet? <laughs> you, you, you know, and the reason why I say that is because, you see, we're vibrating. We're always vibrating. You're vibrating at a certain level, you know. And this vibratory uh, energy that you're giving out, it, it, it speaks louder than any word you could ever say. So because we're vibrating at all, 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 all the time, I mean, it's like I'm vibrating at, at, at the level of love. I'm vibrating at the level of oneness. I'm vibrating at the level, of, hey, there, there, there's only one thing here, you know, no matter what it looked like. So, 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 so wherever I go, that's what proceeds and goes before me. Yeah. And so people ask me, have, have you experienced prejudice? Not really. No. Why? Because, see, it's not in my consciousness, y'all. 
I remember once we were in Idaho when he was playing this band somewhere in Idaho and I came and visited him. We were sitting in a cafe and some guy was staring at us and I said, Andy, that guy over there is like staring at us. We were really young and, and he said, who? And I pointed him out and he just turned to him and gave him that, give me that big grin. <laughs> so... Just because someone is, looks different doesn't mean they are, you know? It's like, um, I recently remembered that we had a friend that was a motorcycle rider, a woman, and she belonged to this organization called um, Bike Riders for, um, Against Child Abuse. And they looked like Harley Davidson guys. They, I mean, they looked, I mean, they, they rode Harleys, they had the jackets, there were men and women, but they looked kind of scary. You know, they'd all come up and they'd vroom, vroom, vroom. What they would do, though, is they would drive up to, they would hear about an incident or a alleged incidence of child abuse and they would drive, they still have this organization, and they would ride up to the house and say, hey, we're here to see Timmy or whatever the person's name is. And they'd, say, they'd bring him out and he, they'd say, hey, Timmy, we just wanted to meet you. We heard about you. And they'd, and they'd say, if you need anything, you call us. So just them driving up to the house is enough. So, you know, I'm sure it probably doesn't always work, but it's, it's an incidence of they're not coming from anger. You know, how do we celebrate diversity? By learning about other people. You know, by, by learning, studying other cultures. It's wonderful that you have a social justice book club and that you do those kind of events here. I think it's wonderful. Um, invite someone for dinner. Lean into the difference. Rather than going away from the fear, lean in. We, we had a chance to see Arun Gandhi speak at a conference once, who is um, uh, Mahatma Gandhi's grandson. And he said that when his grandmother moved here, um, she was in sort of a condominium complex, and she was amazed that when she, they moved in, no one came and, met and greeted them and welcomed them and brought them food. She said, what is it? You know, and no one talked to each other. No one, you, you, they'd be at the, at the mailbox and, and uh, you know, not say anything even though there's someone right next to you. So she, and rather than complaining about it, she decided to do something. So she planned a potluck and made all these posters and put them up and all, all over. And so they had a potluck and every, all these multiple cultural meals different from different ethnics and they had this huge uh, potluck and they all got to know each other. And it, she broke through that barrier. And once you get to know someone, it's so different. So she said then after that, when they were at the mailbox, they'd say, hey, how's your son doing? Or, you know, they, got, they broke those barriers and got to know each other. That's one way that we break that, that barrier of, of uh, prejudice. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> we we kind of do this all the time. He, 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 he has to stop me every once in a while so he can get a word in edgewise. <laughs> I have an exercise for you that I want you to take with you. And this exercise goes like this. See, I don't even know what he's going to say. This is new. <laughs> the next time you go to the store, oh. next time you go to the store, I want to show you about what oneness is all about. Yeah? And, and, and you want to draw, you, you draw that love out of them. Yeah? So the next time you go to the store, I, I do this all the time, you know, then, you know, most of the time when you're in line and you go walk up, you know, the, the cashier will probably say, how you doing? Yeah. But what I want you to do is look at their name tag. And you say, let's say her name is uh, Josie. You know. 
So you walk up and she goes, how you doing? You go, Josie, hi, God, hi, how you doing? <laughs> oh, how you doing? Are you having a great day? Oh, hi, how you doing? And watch him perk up. Oh, hi, 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 hi. Wow. That's what I talk about leaving the wood pile higher. You know, so so that's, your ex, that's your homework. You know? And, 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 and I, you just mentioned about the class that you all are are fixing to embark upon. Talking about race, right? Uh, I'll put a plug in for that. Everyone should go. It's, it's, it's a book club. It's I a think. book club. Yeah. Oh, man, they, they would love to see all these smiley faces at the book club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ken Gordon is the spiritual leader of the whole Centers for Spiritual Living. And we had a, a, an opportunity to hear him speak uh, last September, and he said, it's time for us to stand up and tell the truth about who we are. Now, what would you stand up for? What would you defend? And he said, it's easy to take the path of least resistance, but he, he suggested that we tell the truth, speak the truth without anger or bitterness. And see, sometimes when I finally stand up and say, stop, that's enough, I'm angry. But he's saying, before you get angry, like those motorcycle uh, guys, they didn't come in and beat anybody up or get angry. They just came in. Before they had the anger and the bitterness and their presence just made the difference. So what would you stand up for? Desmond Tutu also said, there is room for everyone, for every culture, race, language, sexual orientation, and point of view. It is only when we respect even our adversaries and see them not as ogres, but as fellow human beings deserving respect. We see everyone as God, even the people, especially the people that are hard to see. So, Close your eyes for just one moment. I'd like to close, and then Andy's going to close with a song with a loving-kindness meditation. So say this to yourself. Think of someone that you love very much, who's very close to you, and say this to yourself. May you be happy. May you be loved. May you be safe. May you be free from suffering. And now think of someone that it's, that it's hard to love and say the same thing to them. May you be happy. May you be loved. May you be safe. May you be free from suffering. And lastly, say these words to yourself, to your own being. May I be happy. May I be loved. May I be safe. May I be free from suffering. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, 
We'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.